0: With your host, Evan Roberts. Rico Brogna time, everybody. As we continue to watch the MLB postseason from afar, because as you may know, the Mets didn't make it, there's been a lot of talk over the last few days and weeks from baseball fans complaining, bitching, moaning however you want to phrase it about this format. How they don't like this format, this needs to change, that needs to change. Pete Hoffman even did like, didn't you do like an entire overnight show on a new playoff format?
1: Yes, I previewed it at 2 a.m. on uh, last week and uh, got a lot of reaction. (laughs) Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) Well, no, listen, man, people don't like this format. And before we get into the various ideas of a lot of Rico listeners, the idea Pete has, my idea, before we get into that, we have to examine what don't we like? Because I think everybody may be different in this regard. Obviously, Major League Baseball has made a few changes over the years. If you go back to our childhood, I'm 40, Pete's in that same age range, the change that we witnessed early in our life was adding the wildcard team, was going from win your division, you're in the LCS, to, hey, we're going to add a wildcard team. There's really no penalty for being a wildcard team. And now we've got four teams making the postseason from each league. And that's essentially what we grew up with between 1995 and 2012. So when the Mets, you know, thinking about our own history, won a wild card in 99 and won the wild card in 2000, there really was no penalty for it, which I never liked. I got to be honest with you, even when we sort of benefited from it by getting to a World Series in 2000, it always bothered me that winning the division didn't really matter that much. And here's the ultimate proof of that. It's not something we experienced, but it is something the Yankees experienced. In 2005, The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox finished tied for first place in the American League East. And I'm not sure how many people remember that. And they used a tiebreaker to determine who would win the division. There was no tiebreak game because they were both making the playoffs. And it seemed like it didn't even matter. And and truthfully, Major League Baseball in their record books actually define it as a shared division championship. Technically, the Red Sox won the AL East that year, and the Yankees won the AL East yet yeah, that year, and then they used the tiebreaker to determine well, okay, who got home field advantage and who played which team, and that to me was the height of this doesn't work. We need to penalize you being a wild card team, and then they did something that I got to be honest with you, I was always a fan of. I thought it was the best system we've had for a while, and that was the wild card game, where obviously they added a wild card team. They played the one game playoff, and then great, you win that game, you play the number one seed in that league. And I don't know about you, Pete, but between 2012 and really 2021, I know we had the respite in 20 because of the pandemic. I thought that format was perfect. I thought it made the division matter. It penalized you for being a wild card team, and yeah, it made your season come down to one game, but I thought that was the proper
1: penalty. So, I loved that format. Did you like that one? I enjoyed that, the fact that the divisions were highlighted. I hated the fact that it was a one game wild card playoff game. And I felt like that was just, to me, that wasn't, you didn't make the playoffs. It was just kind of like an, one extra game. You, the Mets in 2016 didn't technically make the playoffs, in my opinion. No, no. I, by the way, I agree with that statement. Like, I'm with you that it never really felt real.
0: You know, it felt like an extension of the regular season. I used to make the point, actually, back in the day that I thought they should count the game as a regular season game, almost count it as game number 163. Uh, obviously, they never did that. And when you really think about it, it doesn't matter very much. <laughs> but it was it was more a technicality of it. And and yeah, one game doesn't seem fair, but that's the point. The point is go win the division. That And that's what I loved about it. I thought for a while they made the divisions matter. And so between 2012 and 2021, that's what we had. And the only complaints I used to hear is basically what Pete just said, ah, I don't like one game. I don't like one game. Give me best of three or do something different. Personally, I'm just laying it all out there. I loved it. And then obviously, we get the pandemic in 2020, throw that one out. But with the new CBA going into the 2022 season, we have this format. And I'll lay out my issues with this format. Because I do think it's different amongst everybody. The one thing I've heard a lot about over the last few days and weeks, reading all the tweets, reading all the emails, and we're going to get to some of them, was the layoff. That was a lot of people's biggest issue, that there's a layoff between the teams that get the first round by and the regular season ending, and it almost turns into this unfair thing for the team in the wildcard series. That is not my issue. My issue with this format is, is I think that winning the division should matter. It goes back to my initial issue between 1995 and 2011. And right now, if you're the third division winner, you're like a wild card team. The Milwaukee Brewers and the Philadelphia Phillies had the same fate, which is a wild card series of playing that best of three with all the games in your own building. So, number one, I don't like the fact that if you win a division, As the third division winner, you really don't get anything for it. That's issue number one I have. Issue number two, this best of three, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of like the sudden death of a wild card game. And the sudden death of, you're a wild card team, here's your penalty. I don't think playing three games on the road is really a penalty. Major League Baseball is the kind of sport where home field advantage, sure, it matters, and maybe it feels like it matters in more place in certain places as opposed to others. But in general, I think back to that 2019 World Series we had between the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros where every road team won the game. It was the weirdest seven-game series ever. So I, I just don't think three games in your own building or two games in your own building is that big of a help. So those are my issues with this system. What's your issue with this
1: system? So where where I do agree it's not even the layoff, dude. I my biggest thing is the division isn't really represented well, right? So you have you have too many teams from the wild card that can pop up and steal games. I feel like the there needs to be I don't want to say less teams in the playoffs because when you hear what I have to say it's going to be ridiculous. But I do feel like there needs to be some sort of reward in general. And again, having that buy is nice, but it's still, at the end of the day, not a reward if two teams are finding their way to the next round that were card teams. That's just too much for me. So, but,
0: but here's what we need to examine. So here's what baseball used to have, and here's what we have now in terms of the layoff. Because that is a common theme amongst a lot of baseball fans that don't like this format. It's the layoff. Between 2014 and 2019, with the wild card games, I guess really between 2012 and 2019, the wild card games, that one game used to be on a Tuesday and then was on a Wednesday. The divisional series would then start on a Thursday and a Friday. What that means is that if you won your division, your bye, if you will, because you weren't playing in the wild card game, was either three or four days, depending on when the wild card game was in your prospective league. So it was a three day off or it was four days off. And while we saw upsets at that time, it didn't seem to be a problem. And I don't remember hearing that many complaints about the layoff and the wild card team having some kind of edge, because in general, the thought was you don't want to be a wild card team because who the hell wants to play a one game playoff? Or anything can happen. So what we used to deal with was a layoff for division winners that was either three days or four days. What we have right now is a layoff of five days. So it is more. We need to make that clear, but we need to have the facts here too. It used to be three or four. It is now five. So my question is, and there's no way to define it. It's really up to all of us and how we feel about it. Do you really think that the five days... Is that big of a difference between what we used to have, which was three or four days?
1: I don't think it's that much of a difference. I think that you do have uh, maybe some starting pitchers that may feel it. But I, I mean, depending on when they've pitched last. But I think it's more about the pitchers than the players themselves. See, I don't think it's about the pitching at all. I think you benefit from more days off because
0: pitchers need rest, especially after a long season. And if you had just played games into that final weekend that mattered, and let's say your ace pitched on a Sunday, the five days off is great. It's ideal. So I think it actually benefits division winners starting pitching. I think where it could hurt is the coldness of the bats. As we all recall, That negatively affected the Mets in 2015 after we swept the Chicago Cubs. There was a long layoff before going into the World Series. A few years before that, the Colorado Rockies in 2007 had a long layoff. And it's almost been widely accepted that the long layoff between the LCS and the World Series has negatively affected teams. And I think it's more bats than it is pitching. But we are talking about a minimal difference between what we used to have. So I'll tell you where I stand on this. I don't think... The difference between three or four days and five is great. I don't think it's something so shocking, but I would prefer to have these teams play as soon as possible. So while I don't think this is the reason we've had a lot of upsets in the first two years of this format, I do agree with the thought that I want to eliminate as many off days as possible. So ideally, I would want that divisional series to start as soon as possible. And since Major League Baseball's eliminated the play-in game, like the one-game playoff regular season game if a a division is tied or a wild card is tied, that doesn't exist anymore. They have eliminated that. You don't need Monday. Now, the only need for Monday is if there's a rainout, if you have to make up a game. So what I would suggest right off the top is whatever format you have, and we'll go through the ideas coming up shortly, I'd start it immediately. I'd say we're starting on Monday. If there's a rain situation, which is rare, let's be honest about that. How often have they needed to play on Monday? The Mets and Marlins almost had to play an in inning on Monday, but it's rare. So if it happens, yeah, you make your adjustments. I understand that. But for the most part, it's not really necessary. So whatever format you have, I would definitely say get that some bitch started as soon as possible so that you could try to cut into that layoff going into the divisional series as soon as possible. With all that said, before we get to my ideas and a lot of the Rico's ideas out there, let's start it off with Peter Hoffman, because he did a whole overnight on it, and he was very, very proud of his idea. And when he told me his idea, I wouldn't tell him if I hated it or loved it. So there's a lot of suspense in Pete's mind on Am I going to say that's brilliant, or am I going to say you're a schmuck? So go ahead.
1: I'm actually very, kind of nervous for the first time on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was. So, I was like a proud like son, like texting my dad, like, "Hey, dad, what do you think of this?" And I got no response. He's just like, "This is this is, this will take up a nice Rico." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So my my biggest okay. First of all. I'm going to reward the divisions the way that they were previously. I am going to go back to, especially this has to happen with three divisions. If we expand and do four divisions, this idea can't work. But for the current place right now, we have the three divisions in each league. So okay. you're going to reward each divisional winner. So they get all get a first round bye. All right. So that's the first thing. Now we go to a neutral site for the wild card series. It's a wild card tournament where four, yes, that means seven teams from each league are going to the playoffs. Four wild card teams from each league going to a neutral site to have a round robin tournament. You get eliminated after two losses. And from there, and then. Oh wait, yes, did yes. you? No, I want to ask questions because okay, I'm into yeah. this so far.
0: Okay, so we're keeping the divisions nice and simple. You win your division, you're automatically in the divisional series. Yes, obviously, you're now putting four teams into like a mini tournament mm-hmm. with only one team emerging. That one team will fill out the divisional series.
1: Yes, and they will place the they will play the number one seed. Okay. In, in in the in the league.
0: So All right now, how does the round robin work? Like, how many
1: games are we talking about? So I the, I I say two game elimination, um, but that doesn't mean you're playing two games. You're you're. I think actually, to be honest with you, I think to be fair, it might be three three game elimination. But for 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 this case, two games works smoother. It's easier. So you're playing. Until you, everyone has lost two games. So, a team A faces team B. Then there's a then from there, the winner of A B plays the winner of C D, and you just keep on playing until all teams have lost. All teams have lost two games, and there's one team standing. How many days does that take? It could take three days. Four and you, would you start this thing on the Monday? Oh yeah, the season I, 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 okay. I'd start it, and this is the thing. And this is why you give the divisions again more. This is this is really highlighting the division because you start it right away, and it's nonstop. It's every day, and it's a neutral site. Again, if you're an American League team, you're playing in a National League ballpark. If you're a National League team, you're playing in an American League ballpark. I personally think that you should play. At a dome, but you can play anywhere. You can play in New York. You play wherever you want to. But regardless, you don't. Ha- There's not a single team that will have a home field advantage plus the big thing, which is something that you've talked about before in the past. It brings chaos to the opening week of baseball cuz now on top on top of the fact that you you don't know exactly who you're playing you're not sure the schedule you can't really save pitchers if you have to play four five games it's just expand- you, you don't really have a lot to work with and you're playing every day plus plus on a side note it's making the wild card series bigger almost like a super bowl well, it's not the Super Bowl. Though. It's not the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, sorry. More like a... Uh, uh, w- w- what do we have? The World Baseball Classic. How about that?
0: Can I tell you something right off the top that concerns me? Yes. If you put the four National League teams in Seattle, right? Because it's an American League city like you suggested. Yes. And it is a dome, and you have to do a dome only because if you're going neutral site, you got to protect against bad weather. So... I'm not a neutral site guy, but if you are going to go neutral site, why would you F around and put it in Minnesota? It wouldn't make any sense. Or Yankee Stadium, for that matter, because of the weather. So you have now taken the New York Mets, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Cincinnati Reds, and the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they are playing a round-robin tournament at Safeco Field in Seattle. Yes. That place will be empty.
1: (laughs) Am I wrong? Uh, I think you – okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think – does the All-Star game get packed? Yeah, I think that's very
0: different, though. Why? Like I, Because you're talking about the best of the best. It's an event. It's one game. It's got this tradition to it. Uh, and you're seeing everybody. Like, every team is represented. So, I think the All-Star game is different. I, I'd almost point to the NCAA tournament. You know, we all talk glowingly about it. Yet, in the early rounds, the gyms are empty. You know, there's a lot of empty seats. I just think it would be very difficult, especially... Look around now at playoff games like the Mets had empty seats against the Padres a year ago. So if the Mets were struggling and the Diamondbacks ticket prices were way down with their home games against Philadelphia, if that's an issue, I think you're gonna have a major issue creating interest at neutral sites. I will tell you, I like the idea of chaos. I like the idea of putting the wild card teams through the gauntlet. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of Division winners automatically getting to the divisional series. What a concept. So I agree with all that stuff. Uh, the neutral site thing is a problem because I think that you're going to take away a lot of the great energy that you get out of the postseason. Because even if you do get fans in that building, are they going to go crazy in
1: Seattle for a Diamondbacks Reds wildcard game? Well, the only thing, I, uh, and maybe I'm dead wrong on this. My idea is if you put this out there and announce it like a year ahead of time, like, hey, neutral site playoffs in 2025 is going to be a safe go, right? Like, I feel like you put those tickets on sale, it's like the Super Bowl going on sale. You're going to go – people are going to buy tickets anyway. I, I understand it's not the Super Bowl. I get it. But you're going to buy tickets anyway, and you're right. Maybe it's not going to be the same crowd. But on the other hand, too, like how often – I mean, listen, Seattle goes to the, the playoffs more than – some other teams, more than like Pittsburgh. But how often are these these areas getting playoff games anyway? And it's a cool idea. Plus, if you do it right, maybe you get the both games. Because I would say this much. You're getting two games a day, basically. Maybe there's a, a deal where you're saying, hey, you go to the ballpark all, all day. Yeah, no, I get that. Like a
0: strip. You buy a ticket strip, you get two games. I get that. I also am concerned about the confusion over the double elimination. I think that... You want, especially in American sports, because I know with the Olympics and even with the WBC and certainly in Europe, there's a lot of weird, confusing concepts. But with American sports, it's simple. Playoff game, you win, you lose. (laughs) You win, you move on. You lose, you go home. Best of three, best of five, best of seven. But I do like, where I like it is the concept. Like I like the concept of you're a wild card team. Now you got to go battle. Because I don't want necessarily to say to a team like Arizona who had that kind of year this year, right? They didn't have a great regular season. They won in the low 80s. I'm not saying you don't have a chance for a miracle run. The miracle run in Major League Baseball every once in a while is not a bad thing. But you really want to make them earn it. And I don't know, a best-of-three wild card series when you're potentially facing another divisional winner doesn't feel like you're earning it. So I think it's, a, it's an okay idea. I just don't love neutral site and the confusions around what's on the line in each game.
1: And one other thing, too, is I would then make, and this you might hate, too, but I would then make the next round, I would make it back to a seven. I would make a seven-game series out of it. In the divisional series? Yeah, I would not make it five. I, I feel like these, because here's the other thing, too, is so now you're rewarding uh, technically you're giving the divisional winners an extra game, too. Just like, a, hey, if we start off really crappy and sloppy, that that but that week off, let's get our legs back under us, then we get an extra game to work with rather than being like, hey, you lost three games and you're done. Yeah, I think that you're right, and it's part of my idea, is
0: you got to expand the DS to best of seven. I know that's great for the owners because now you're expanding playoff games. I'm doing it for the same reason you just said. If you want to take away the fluke, if that's the concern that some fans have, I don't know how much of that concern Rob Manfred has, but certainly us fans have of, hey, we don't want it to be too fluky. You like the miracle run, like I said, but you don't want it to be over the top. The best way to take it away is to make it best of seven. And I'll give you an example in the NBA, and I actually don't like it in the NBA. shows I'm not completely consistent on this. So back in the day, the NBA had best of five in the first round that changed in 2003 i'll never forget it and it took away in my opinion the crazy upset and a lot of times in the nba when a one plays an 8 a two plays a 7 you're very unlikely to win that series right in fact some fans even you know don't get into it cuz they're like we're not we're not nearly as good as that other team but when it was best of 5 there was hope when it was best of 5 there was that oh my god you win one game all of a sudden everything's different And I miss that in the NBA. But the reason I miss it in the NBA, and yet I don't think it's good for baseball, is I think the sport of baseball is more conducive for the upset than the NBA is. So in the NBA, making it best of five is almost like kind of pushing it a little bit towards the upset because the upset's so unlikely. Think about it. When does the eight seed beat the one seed? And don't tell me this year because that was a fluke. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, yes, it just happened. But it's so rare. The NBA is not conducive for major upsets. So I miss best of five, even though it's been almost 20 years. In baseball, it is very conducive for upsets. Best of seven isn't even necessarily going to solve it, but it makes it less likely that the upset's going to happen. Before I get to my idea, let's read a lot of the emails and some of the tweets that I pulled. And I want to keep this in mind. Uh, I'm going to end up with my idea repeating a lot of what people said. That's why I want them to go first, so they get the credit for the ideas. (laughs) So I don't get credit for an idea. (laughs) Especially if it's crazy. Exactly. (laughs) Well, should I bring up my Japanese baseball idea again? Do you remember that?
1: You you definitely should. (laughs) And it it is a brilliant idea. (laughs) Thank you. Culmination of everything. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but if, by the way, if you missed that, uh, it was about, I'd say it was like nine months ago. It was during the WBC, so I guess it wasn't nine months ago. It was in March when I was doing the show still with Craig. I said to him on the air, I got this brilliant idea. I think it's my most brilliant idea. And Craig's like, yeah, what do you got? I said, one of the wild card teams should be a team from Japan. Because my thought is, hey, I think Japanese baseball is close to Major League Baseball. You see all the talent coming over. Wouldn't that be fun? Like the Yara Marie Giants are all of a sudden in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And if they win, oh my God, it's crazy. And if they lose, it's still a competition. And how awesome would that be? And so I'm going on and on about, yeah, Throwman as a wildcard team. So we have five teams make the playoffs, but the sixth team will be a team from Japan. And after this long, exciting, you know, explanation, Craig says, are you high right now?
1: I don't know why it made me
0: laugh so much. <laughs> it like, is outrageous. I, I think he thought I was literally just like really high. And say, yeah, just when this happens and then that happens. I do think it's a good idea, even though people think I'm nuts. Anyhow, let's start it off with Thomas Daughtry. Thomas writes, I had an idea for the playoff format that I think would go back to rewarding the division winners, especially the one seed. I will say first, I'm a traditionalist at heart and would be fine with four playoff teams three division winners and one wild card, but here we are. Obviously, we're never going back. Keep that in mind with playoff ideas. We will never go back. Once they expand, they don't go backwards. They only go forwards. So my proposal isn't too far off from today's format, but does go back to the one-game wild card format. Six teams from each league, three division winners, three wild cards. Five plays the six in a one-game playoff. So wild card team number five, takes on wildcard team number six. Just to give you an example of what this would have been like this year, that means the Miami Marlins take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The winner plays the four, which is the best record of the wildcard teams. The very next day, no off day. That means the winner of Arizona-Miami would have taken on the Philadelphia Phillies. The winner of that game in a one-game playoff plays the one seed on the day, on the very next day. Then... The one plays the winner of that wild card round, and two plays three. This would make all the division winners bypass the wild card round, unlike today, where three has to play a best of three. It also makes it much harder for the wild card team because if five or six advance to the divisional series, they will have played on back to back days and presumably won't have their ace or could have a tired bullpen. They would have to run the gauntlet to advance and then play the one seed, giving the team with the best record all season long. A big advantage. It also eliminates the long period of off time that has become a topic of conversation in the postseason. I don't think MLB would ever go back to one game or agree to this travel, so it might be a tad far fetched, but it would be interesting, in my opinion. I love it. No, I'm I am completely with him because what it does is it goes back to my favorite format of the time, which was the one game wild card playoff. And for anyone who says that's not how baseball is, and that's not fair, which I heard a lot of, the retort is, then don't win the wild card. Then win the division. Too bad. And you also kind of have levels of, I guess, reward. So in this year's case, the Philadelphia Phillies have been rewarded. They only have to win one wild card game. If you're the second or third wild card team... Too bad, you have to win two wild card games, similar to a degree to the play in tournament that the NBA has. And as far as travel's concerned, too bad. Like I I don't think that should matter. I think you should bunch the travel in as much as possible, even if it means, hey, it's not fair that we have to play on the west Coast and then go to the East Coast. That's a part of it. That's a part of the disadvantage a team should have in the wild card round. Now, here's the problem, Thomas. I love the idea. I'd sign off on it tomorrow. The problem is this. I just said MLB won't go backwards when it comes to amounts of teams making the playoffs. They also won't go backwards in terms of the amount of postseason games they could potentially have. Right now, they have between 8 and 12 games in the wildcard series in total, if you're adding the whole thing up. Your idea only gives them four. Think about that. That's it. Only four. The two wildcard games that are played in each league. So even though you could easily say, okay, it's only four, add those games to the divisional series, I'm not sure if they would accept that trade because a lot of this has to do with the money that's coming in from the network. So the problem we have with your idea, while I like it, and we'll find out if Pete likes it, is that you're taking away the amount of postseason games that have been promised to a new network that bought the wild card series? It's not right now between eight and twelve games. Your
1: idea is simply four games. What do you think of Thomas's idea? It's okay, but it's 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 not c- crazy enough for me. I think it is. I think it's too it's too simplistic. Where it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Just make those five six play each other. Then they play the fourth. Okay, cool. And then it's a minimal days off, which. Again, I'm not really sure if I, if the minimal days off to me is a is a big thing. Like I think I think I want that. I think I want a first round that is a little bit chaotic and extended because it reminds me of the wild card weekend in, super, in football. Right, the first weekend of football playoffs. It is the best weekend of sports. There's games ever every every moment. Um, there's always something on to watch, and it extends and it's two days worth of games, and it feels good. This is just, it's a couple games. You get, what, like one a day? That yeah, so basically on his idea, you would get, let's say
0: you play everything the same day. You get the 5-6 game on a Monday, and then the the winner
1: faces the 4 the next day. So it's really only two days of, uh, two games each day. It just feels a little empty to me, and that's part of it. I kind of almost want that. Remember, you, we talked about it where I think this was the first year, because last year, uh, I don't remember the reason why. Oh, because they started late. They they, they started right, right. late. Th- you you talked about how they wanted to kind of stagger baseball every...
0: Yeah, so they wanted... Yeah, so last year, because of the the lockout push, everything was on the weekend, which is not the goals for the middle of the week. So, like, you saw this year, they want to have just games all day. And if there's a best of three and there's a game three, you could potentially have three consecutive days where there's four games each day. That's
1: what they were hoping for. Yeah. So I, I think that if you, uh, that's my biggest gripe is it just doesn't feel big enough. It feels too small. And if it, if baseball again, they want more games. They're definitely not going to go back that to that.
0: Yeah. That's the problem uh, with every idea. Keep that in mind. Benji Horowitz writes, Saw your tweet about the baseball playoff system. It's one of my favorite debates. So much so that I actually did hours of research on how awful it is compared to the other big four sports. Spoiler, it's god awful, except when put up against hockey. So Ben did out Benji did hours of research, which you have to respect. Why hockey? Hockey's great. I mean, that's long, but it's great. You're about to find out why. You ready? Okay. I will give you one stat from my extensive research. Since 1995 and the beginning of the wildcard era, a top three team by record only wins the World Series 48% of the time. A top three team has won the World Series since 1995 less than half the time. That's the stat he's come up with. Compare that to football. You know how often a top three team wins a championship in football since 1995? In basketball, 79%. Even hockey beats baseball, 53%. And that's his point. Benji's telling you, hey, is it really a good system if a top three team rarely wins a championship? While in the NBA, and again, basketball's just built differently, like I mentioned earlier, about why best of five works to me in the opening round and why I miss it. Football, as open as it feels, not as open as you think, 67% of the time, and hockey's a little bit ahead of baseball at 53% of the time. The system has become a laughing stock and is embarrassing to the sport. To the the true diehards like us who really care about record books and the history of the game, this is the single greatest issue facing the sport. And unfortunately, it looks like it will only get worse, as expansion looks inevitable. Then Benji writes this. How about this, Pete? P.S. If you have me on the RICO, I'll give you all the other wild stats I found from this project. So Benji's saying, if you want more, give me more.
1: Nice little tease. I like
0: that. (laughs) To answer your tweet directly, my answer to what the system should be will never happen. There's too much money at stake, and baseball caters more to the casuals than diehards who they know they have locked up. But here's my idea anyway. Only division winners make the playoffs. Three in each league. Best record gets a bye to the LCS. Only two play best of five LDS. Yes, I get the layoff thing, but I happen to think it's overblown. Then continue as normal. Seven game LCS. Seven game World Series. End of the day, normal wild cards. Obviously, Benji's idea does not work. Well, no, I don't mean that. (laughs) I don't mean that in a way that it's bad. I mean that in a way of it's not happening. Like we could have a part of the podcast where we just talk fictionally about what we want. And then part of the podcast where we talk about, could this ever happen? This can happen because like I even mentioned with the wild card round, there's just too much money at stake. Like they made a fortune off of just adding this wild card round. So I get where he's coming from. I'm not even saying I disagree. Like, if I made my own system because I was the czar of the world and I could just tell Rob Manfred what to do, I would think very differently about this subject than the way we have to think about it. We have to think about it in terms of what can actually happen. Connor DeSalvo writes... Love the pod and the show. Keep up what you're doing. Much love to you and your family. The new playoff format is an improvement over the one-game wildcard format because a baseball playoff round should never come down to one game. However, the new format is flawed. The three seeds get screwed by having to play a wildcard round despite winning the division. Before I get into the rest of his idea, while I disagree with his first part about the one game, completely agree about that last sentence. The three seeds get screwed. You won your division too bad you're in the wild card round anyway. Here's the format I'd like to see realignment. Abolish the central division. Expand to 32 teams with four divisions of eight teams. Each division winner gets a bye to the LDS. The next four teams in each league are wild cards. He also mapped out what expansion would look like. The new NL East would be the Mets, Phillies, Braves, Nationals, Marlins, Reds, Pirates, and the expansion Montreal Expos. The NL West would be the Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Padres, Rockies, Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs. The new AL East would be the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Rays, Orioles, Cleveland, Tigers, and the Nashville expansion team he's created. And in the AL West, it'd be the Astros, Rangers, Mariners, Athletics, Angels, White Sox, Royals, and Twins. This makes winning the division more difficult and more important than we've seen in a long time. The four teams in the wildcard round would actually be wildcard teams. What a concept. The one other change I would like to see is reseeding for the divisional round. The one seed should play the lowest remaining seed, like football, this seems more fair than the straight bracket format. Connor. So Connor, I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not when I tell you this. So I'm doing the show with Craig a year plus ago during the the lockout, as you may recall. And one of the contentious issues in the lockout was the playoff format. I had heard through Craig talking to his people at Major League Baseball, what the hell was going on behind the scenes, that that idea minus the expansion was a thousand percent on the table, that that could have happened. And I thought it was the best idea possible. And by that, I mean two divisions in each league because he's a thousand percent right. A, there's only two division winners now instead of a third. It's more difficult to win your division because you have more teams in your division. And then I think it makes the playoff situation a little bit cleaner and a little bit more organized. I think the problem, and I'm just giving you a prediction based on those conversations, and I think what's going to happen, I think the problem was the fact that we're still at 30 teams. That the only way it would have broken down is eight and seven eight and seven. And I don't think that's fair. If we're thinking about like, is it necessarily fair to have a division with eight teams and another division with seven teams? I know we've had it before. We had it in major league baseball before when there were five teams and four teams. So I know it's happened, but it's not necessarily fair. So I agree with you. I thought coming into this format, the best idea would have been division winners go right to the DS And there's two wild cards in each division if you want to clean it up that way. And that's the wild card round. Two wild card teams facing each other. So I completely agree with you about that idea. But I think until they get to 32, they don't want to do it. And I'm okay with that. Like, I kind of get it based on the uneven number. So when they get to 32 teams, 1,000%, four divisions. Hopefully they keep the leagues. No guarantee they do. But hopefully they keep the leagues. And now go win your division. And there's only two teams winning a division in each league. So it's nice and clean. And it really develops the division rivalries even more because I would format it this way. I'd have you play your division more times than you play the other divisions, which I know we currently have. And then the way I'd have the wildcard teams is second place and third place in each division make the playoffs. Kind of like the National Hockey League. And if you want to then reverse it on who plays who in the wildcard round, that's fine. But if you keep it as the second place team plays the first place team in a wild card series, and then the winner of that series plays the divisional winner in the divisional series, think about what we're looking at. We could be looking at Mets Phillies wild card series winner plays the Braves in the divisional series, like a real and and happen a lot because it's a divisional round. So
1: I like that idea. Big fan of that. I have to cut through a little bit here. Go first of all. One of the issues I have is um, you'll totally throw away those big, you know, AL championship games or NL championship games of like, hey, what if the Phillies play the Braves in the championship game or the Bra- or the Mets-Phillies, like those are gone. Some of those games are the biggest like series going to the World Series. The, the, the Red Sox-Yankees. Like, that was huge go, to, to win that series, to go to the World Series. It was huge. So you take you minimize that, which kind of stinks a little bit. You might have it earlier, but that may take away from the championship round. Um, and then on top of it, too, is I, I understand that you're rewarding the divisional winners. That's great. But I feel like you're taking away and making – and again, you're making it more difficult to win and get the bye. But I, I feel like you – when you add more teams, you can't just say, we're going to have 16 teams with two divisions in each league. I feel like that just – you need to spread it out more, almost like where NFL is, where it's Why? 4-4. You have the same amount of teams making the playoffs,
0: so it's not as if I'm cutting down on playoff teams and just formatting it differently.
1: Yeah, but then you just put, have a lot of muck in between. And unless you go, unless you say to me – the top four wild card teams are the best four in in both leagues. Then I, I can't go by well, You have to have because you imagine this. It's not it's not going <laughs> to happen often. But imagine this: the the Mets win the the, the division. Um, they have what a hundred wins, right? And the next two teams be below them. They're playing. They're they're like eighty one wins, right? Okay, but the, so but, I, no, no. I think you bring
0: up fair points. The the first point I disagree. Well. Not your first point. Your first point is spot on that. Hey, I don't want to lose Yankees, Red Sox and the ALCS. You're probably right about that. So I think as you flesh the idea out more, what you would do is kind of have who plays who change a little bit. So let's say second place team, third place team in each division play each other. But then if they advance, they actually play the other division winner. So you can continue that possibility of Yankees, Red Sox or Mets Phillies. I think that's a great point. I think you're probably right about that. You don't want to just eliminate that immediately. The reason why two divisions work more so than four divisions or uh, th- three divisions, like we have now, is it's cleaner. Like, do you like the fact that the Brewers won the National League Central and basically got
1: nothing for it? No, I I, I don't disagree with you on that. I I really don't. But it, the clean part of it makes sense. However, if you're just gonna reward the wild card winners as the two next teams in that division, get the wild card automatically. I don't think that's that's kind of almost. You would rather go one to four, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's more. I think that's more okay. important because yeah. You're, yeah, if a team if a team just happens to be in the wrong division at the wrong time, yeah. The reason I liked it
0: as second and third place is because I would probably unbalance the schedule and have the eight teams in one division face each other an awful lot. I'd almost have to do the math on how that would even work out to the point where. I'd have them play such a similar schedule and heavy on facing each other that it's probably the fairest way to determine the playoff teams. But if you just want to say, hey, out of the National League, the top four wildcard teams make the playoffs, divisions don't matter, that's fine too. I just like the cleanness of there's only two division winners in each league. And I think that makes the most sense. But I do think we have to wait on it. We can't do that until we add two expansion teams. And I think we're getting closer to that day. Because Rob Manfred always said we need to figure out the A's and Rays situation before we start expanding. I think we have. The Rays are basically getting approval on a new stadium in Tampa. The A's are moving to Las Vegas. So that's it. And it's settled. And then it now
1: comes down to, okay, where do you want to add the two teams? And that's, a, that's another podcast. That's another debate. Can I ask you a quick question? Uh, what is this race stadium going to look like? What is it going to fill the capacity of 15,000 people? <laughs> they should, right? I mean, come on. Uh, I,
0: I agree with you. I would have moved them out of Tampa, but uh, they got a stadium, good for them.
1: Uh, I would say
0: Montreal, Nashville or Montreal, Raleigh or Montreal, Charlotte. Those are the ones that jump out at me for expansion. Uh, Casey Manning was very excited about this. Evan and Pete, there's been a lot of chatter about the playoff format over the past few days and weeks. I'm curious what you think of this idea. I think we could all agree that six is way too many damn playoff teams. The regular season is being diluted, and the 84-win clubs are going to become more regular. But we're stuck with six, so here's my thought. I like that. I like that he realized, I don't like six. It's too many, but we're stuck with it. (laughs) So deal with it. (laughs) The six plays the five in a one-game playoff. Very similar to an idea we heard earlier. I never liked the one game in the prior format, but if you're the fifth or sixth, I don't think you really deserve to be here in the first place, so your road is going to be super rough. Then the very next day, the winner plays at the four in a three-game series, no off days. Then the winner plays the one. So similar to the earlier idea, the one difference is he's going one-game playoff to get To the best of three. So the wild card round features two layers to it. So again, just to give you the explanation this year, Arizona plays Miami. The winner will then play a best of three against the Philadelphia Phillies with no off days. But here's this catch, and I like it. I think it's very interesting. The winner of all that plays the one seed. But there's been so much talk about incentivizing the one seed since they've just had a long layoff. That best-of-five series will feature all five games in their ballpark. Again, no off days until game one or two. That makes the wild-card teams' road extremely tough. It guarantees that the one seed never has to travel, and those wild-card teams can't set up the pitching. They just keep playing every day until the TV schedule mandates it. In this scenario, the other two division winners would play a regular 2-2-1 format but each has a layoff anyways, so it's equal footing. I think it's very creative. While I don't think home field advantage matters as much as I laid out earlier, you are giving the one seed an extreme advantage. You're basically telling the one seed you want the one seed because not only are you facing a team that just had a gauntlet, you're now going to get to play five consecutive games at home. Hal Steinbrenner likes the idea of that. Steve Cohen likes the idea of that. Wait a second. So if I get the one seed, I'm not only facing a beat-up team, but I got a best of five, and I got every single game in my building. Doesn't mean you can't lose, okay? You can lose three straight games at home, but you get three straight games at home and potentially four straight games at home.
1: What do you think of that one? I think I, I heard Steve Cohen just now make a phone call. He'd actually prefer that to be a best-of-seven series all games at home. (laughs) It definitely satisfies two things.
0: First of all, the other two division winners, the two and the three, so in this year's case, that would have been the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers, equal footing, best-of-five, 2-2-1, let's go. No waiting around, even though you should make them wait a couple of days, but again, it's equal footing, no big deal. But it does incentivize being the one seed. Because you get two benefits for being the one seed. You get a team that just had to play, at minimum, three games in a row. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Their pitching's a mess, no matter how you cut it. They may have survived, and they may have won the battle, but their ability to win the war is very low. And then they got to go play five straight games on the road. You're making it very difficult for a wildcard team to get to the league championship series, and I don't think anybody would be against that.
1: No, and I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest gripe here is it felt too easy for the wild card teams to advance, and, and you're minimizing that. You're making it... I know it's just one additional game potentially, but still, it, it does feel a little bit... Again, you're traveling a little bit more. You're doing a little bit more, and again, no home games. Uh, definitely more of a difficult path to win a World Series.
0: You know what I'm also curious about? You never know until it actually happens. If, and let's use us as an example, we're Met fans and we've won our division. We had this amazing year. We're all giddy. But we're in a race with the Dodgers for the number one seed. Because of that format Casey laid out, don't you think we're going balls to the wall to get the number one seed as fans? Like, oh my God, we go Dodgers got to lose tonight. You know, don't you think it almost adds another pennant race because... He's right, and I think he accomplishes this really well with his idea. You have given a huge benefit
1: to being the number one seed that's far different from being the two or the three. And this is is the current divisions, like right now, three divisions? Yeah,
0: Yeah, he didn't change anything. He kept
1: this current format, yeah. So I'm just envisioning... (laughs) Uh the Mets and the Braves fighting out for a 100 Run wins and the Mets finding a way to to not get that that divisional, not not to to win the number one seed and then have to go through the wildcard gauntlet. I uh, yeah, no, that that's not what I want. <laughs> Nightmare. So, so the only negative to his idea,
0: while well, again, I like all these ideas. You know why? Because all these ideas are better than what we currently have for the reasons that have been laid out. You know, the advantage to the one seed or you know, going back to a best of one format. But the problem you run into is that wild card round features in each league at most 4 games, the minimum 3 games. So it's 6 to 8 games in the wild card round including both leagues. Right now it's 8 to 12. So you're cutting down wild card round games. Do you add games to the DS? Now, that that also means under Casey's idea, if we're adding games to the DS, that means the number one seed gets every game, all seven games potentially at home. But that's the problem you run into. You want to keep the owners with that same amount of games. Uh, I'm not saying I feel that way. I certainly don't. But that's the problem that the owners are going to face, that they're going to want that. So my idea I always had, if you're going to keep this current format, And this is a little variation on the idea because it gives Pete what he wants. Pete wants chaos. That's what he's thinking. He wants chaos. And the owners want a lot of playoff games. And we want to cut down on the amount of days that are played. So how about this idea? You ready to get a little kooky? I'm ready to get crazy, baby. Let's go. And this is a more recent idea because my initial idea I had when this format came out was the two divisions like we talked about second place team, third place team make the playoffs. I thought it was clean. I thought it was great. The other idea I had was a tournament of four wildcard teams. So am I adding a playoff team and then just having them, you know, the one versus the four, the two versus the three, the two winners play each other, and boom, that's the wildcard team who plays the number one seed. But I heard Pete. I heard Major League Baseball. They want chaos, and they want a lot of games. So here's what we do. We have four wildcard teams. We stick with that idea. So in the National League, Like we saw this year, you've got your three division winners. They all automatically go to the divisional series. They're all automatically in, including the Milwaukee Brewers. Then I take the four next teams. So in this case, it would have been Philadelphia, Arizona, Miami. And who was the the first? Cincinnati, I guess, was the the first team that didn't make the playoffs. So I guess they make it because I'm adding an extra team. I take the one wild card team, and I take the four wild card team, and I match them up. So, again, in this case, Phillies-Reds. The next two, Diamondbacks-Marlins. And on Monday, right after the season ends, you ready to get kooky, Pete? Give it to me. They play a doubleheader. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. The Diamondbacks play the Marlins in a doubleheader. You want playoff games, Major League Baseball? We all want it to be done in a condensed period of time, and you want chaos? Well, guess what, folks? We have chaos. If the Diamondbacks beat the Marlins twice, they advance. It's over. It's best of three. You want games? You want kookiness? You got it. Doubleheader on Monday. That means Diamondbacks-Marlins, two games. Phillies-Reds, two games. Same thing in the American League. You want to split it up because there's too much baseball going on? Fine. But you are guaranteed four games in each league on Monday. That means eight games in one day if you want it. And you could split up time-wise based on the geography because you don't want everything going on at the same time, but you are. All right. If they split the doubleheader, Tuesday, winner-take-all game because it's tied at one. So, boom. Tuesday night, is elimination night. Or there are no games because everybody got swept of a doubleheader. But I learned a lesson, Pete. The great Mike Francesa once taught us this. He said, you don't sweep doubleheaders, okay? You don't. Well, if you don't sweep doubleheaders, Tuesday is going to be freaking nuts because now Tuesday is elimination day. The winners of each of these rounds get together on Wednesday, okay? Wednesday's the day. And you know what they do on Wednesday, Pete? They play a double header. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. You win both games. You've advanced. Congratulations. If you don't, if you split, Thursday is elimination night. And the winner is obviously the wildcard team. Because they have survived the wildcard gauntlet. They have survived all those games that we just booked in front of them. And now they've advanced to take on the number one seed in each league. You want chaos? You got it. You want a lot of playoff games, Rob Manfred? You got it. You want a condensed schedule because we don't want to send these divisional winners with too much time off? Well, guess what? You got it. You could potentially play six games in four
1: days. What up, bitches? I, I love it. There's a a couple things. There's a couple things. First of all, logistically, one really bad storm could wipe out this whole playoff format. And, like, I mean, if the Mets are the home seed and we have what's been going on every Saturday here, I mean, you might not play a game for a week. Yeah, but don't you have that issue now with the best of three? Like, it's kind of the same thing now. you You do, but I don't know why we don't... I, I, thankfully we don't feel it that much, but we've had moments where, I mean, everyone goes back. I mean, I can go back to that Philadelphia-Tampa Bay series where you had a game rained out and you had to finish the last five innings of the following day. It was, it was so, like, uninspiring. No one cared. I, I I worry about... That's why, to me, when you play all these games, you got to get them. You got to guarantee you can get them all in, which is why I feel the ne- neutral side. But I, but I do love the idea of the doubleheader. I, I swear to God, man, when you start... When you're saying the chaos. I'm like, if he says doubleheader, I'm going to smack him in the face. But I love it. <laughs> I do I do love it. I mean, you're talking about four days in a row of just pure chaos, and there's eliminations, and there's everything. It, the one thing that, that I
0: thought that would make it less crazy, because I know that this idea is so nuts it would never happen, is maybe making that first layer of the wild card round, like the one versus the four and the two versus three and old fashioned, when you move on, lose, you go home. And then having the double header factor with that next layer of the wild card series. So what I mean by that is everybody plays those elimination games on Monday. Now we've cleared it up. Then we do the double header thing Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, so that it's not mult. Cause now you're real, what you're really talking about with this format is telling a baseball team they're going to play two doubleheaders in three days. And even I admit that's crazy. You know, you want to do one doubleheader, that's... As crazy as that is, I think it makes more sense. And it's baseball. Like, there were doubleheaders throughout a season. Get used to it. And and obviously, for the owners, you do split admission. So, as much as we would all love two games for the price of one, you split that baby up one o'clock game, eight o'clock game. And with the pitch clock, you got nothing to worry about. Even these postseason games, some of them are long... But they're not as long as they used to be. So I think if we're trying to be a little bit more realistic with it, maybe that first layer of the wild card round is a win and you move on, lose, you go home. So Monday's the craziness of everybody playing. That would mean one, two, three, four games on Monday in which winner moves on, loser goes home. And then on Tuesday, we get the craziness of the double-headers. And then potentially Wednesday is elimination day. So you're guaranteeing basically – just nut caseness on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then you could start the postseason on Friday. Or Thursday. Whenever you want to start. Who'd
1: with. have the bigger issue with this? The players or the the league itself? The uh the owners?
0: The players would not like it. Players don't like doubleheaders. Uh I don't think players necessarily see what we're seeing or, you know, would care as much about what we care about. Same thing with the owners. I don't think the owners would care as much because If you split the admission like they do anyway, you get the same gates. You know what I mean? Like, if you split this up, and obviously geographically we can't predict who's going to make the postseason, So, and you can't predict who's home, you you could work out and have a situation where every team that's home is an East Coast team. And if that's the case, you kind of run into a tough spot on when you could play the games. It's not like you're guaranteeing yourself the L.A. Dodgers are a team or the Padres are a team, because I think that obviously makes it easier. Because then you could spread these games out even more because their 1 o'clock game is a 4 o'clock game. Their 8 o'clock game is an 11 o'clock game for us on the East Coast. So that's the only issue in terms of scheduling start times. But it gives you what you want. You get chaos, and you other, the other thing you get, and you've seen this from just about every email we've read and every tweet I went through, is that they want to punish the wildcard team. They don't want the road to be easy. And that's not a knock at, like, the Phillies and Diamondbacks or the Texas Rangers or any of the current teams that won wildcard series and advanced. You know what I mean? It's it's the idea that, like I said at the top, I always wanted the wildcard team to have a penalty. Like, they didn't win the division. So we all agree on the concept of make the road tough. You could still win the World Series. Is it a long shot? Yeah. You no, know, that gauntlet I laid out, The gauntlet Casey laid out. uh, The gauntlet you laid out. It's tough. It doesn't make it impossible. It's baseball. Crazy shit happens in baseball. But I think we all agree that our issue is we want the wild card team to have to really earn it. And this format doesn't feel that way. The off day thing, it's a little bit of a factor, but as I laid out at the top, we used to have three or four days off. Now we're talking about five days off. So it's not a huge difference. It's we don't necessarily want to see the 83 win team be able to just dance its way
1: to the LCS or World Series, and that's what we're all going for. Is this partly because, as Mets fans, we watched the Mets lose rather quickly, even though they're the only wild card team in this new format to take it to a game three? <laughs> but is it partly that that because we've seen now the Phillies, you know, on their way to another? you know, potential World world Series and they've gone through the wild card. No, uh, not for me, at least. To me, it's never about
0: what happened to my team. You know, it's not about what happened to the Mets last year. It's about because, honestly, no matter how you shape it up, the Mets were a wild card team last year. They didn't win their division. We didn't. We didn't win our division. Look, You want to complain there should have been a one-game playoff? Great. We would have lost the one-game playoff anyway. (laughs) for being honest and we would have ended up in the same place under the old format. Anyway, think about it. If, if this was the old format, the Mets would have played the Padres in a wild card game. Now what the hell would have happened? Now, maybe we win because Jake gets the start over max. So maybe that works out differently, but no, to me, at least I I can't speak for anybody else. It's not about the Mets. Uh, When the Mets won the wild card in 1999, And they won the wild card in 2000, and we benefited from it. We won the divisional series in 99, beating a divisional winner. We won the pennant in 2000 as a wild card team. I didn't, I thought the same thing then, that, yeah, it's great. I'm glad we got to the World Series, but this isn't the greatest format. It sucks that winning a wild card serves no penalty. And for a long time, there was no penalty other than not playing home games. It was it was the dumbest thing ever and it lasted a really long time between 1995 and 2011. That's a long ass time of the wild card being almost a co-equal branch to winning a division. So, for myself talking, it absolutely has nothing to do with what had to happen to the New York Mets. It's just literally this is a new format, it's only 2 years old and it's probably really flawed. It is really flawed,
1: not probably. It, it is. and now, But now here's the real, realistic thing, too, is regardless, I think it will change as soon as they do expansion. Yeah, no, I think...
0: Here's what I think we're looking at with expansion. I think they... I don't know if they go to the two divisions, though. Yeah, I do think they go to the two divisions. I'm concerned they're going mi- to mix up the leagues. I am concerned that the National League won't exist anymore. The American League won't exist anymore. And what scares me about that is I think the owners and the players are going to agree to do that because the benefit for the players is less travel. If you are sharing a division, using us as an example, the Mets, with the Yankees and the Phillies and the Red Sox and the Orioles, dude, you may never get on a plane for a month. Seriously, you have a home, you have a road trip against the Yankees and the Red Sox come home, and then you have a road trip against the Orioles and the Nationals, and in the middle of that, you're at home. Pete, you have not gotten on a plane
1: in a month. Players are going to love that. Yeah. No, I I hear you. And again, it's, let's make sure the players are happy.
0: But, well, that's just <laughs> the players. And then for the and then for the owners, what the owners are gonna love is that there's more geographic rivals that are gonna draw really well. So the Mets are playing the New York Yankees, the Dodgers are playing the Angels, and they're not doing it four times a year like we do now. They're doing it 16 times a year. Mets, Red Sox, like there are so many games that will draw better naturally, and the players are happy because of less travel. It's one of those scenarios where it's great for everybody except for the traditionalist fan. Except for me, except for... I don't know how you
1: feel about it. Would you be against that? I'm not opposed to things. I mean, listen, right now, I I just... As a whole, I love baseball, but I do feel that there's some things that need to be tweaked, and I'm open. I'm game for anything. Yeah, yeah. What sucks is that
0: the Astros becoming this American League powerhouse has also made the World Series to me. Because part of what made the World Series really cool growing up was the uniqueness of the matchup. They'd be see two teams playing each other that very rarely play each other. So a few things have happened over the years that have kind of blurred that line. The Astros were a National League team our entire childhood. I mean, the Mets had classic games against the Astros. They played each other in a National League Championship Series, even if it was before my time. They were an expansion team together. And then all of a sudden, the Astros are an American League team, and they've been in the World Series 500 times. So we've seen the Astros play other National League teams. It's kind of blurred the line between the leagues. And then obviously, interleague play every day, followed by playing every team every year. Has blurred the lines between the leagues enough where it's weakening some's opposition
1: to just giving up on the leagues entirely. Can I ask you a question? What was the point of this, by the way, with Houston and Milwaukee basically switching places? Well, remember they switched paces about
0: fifteen years apart, so it was not done at the same time. The Brewers went to the American League in nineteen ninety eight to even up the leagues because Arizona was coming to the National League. And now that that can't be the reason, though, because <laughs> no, I'm thinking about this now. I'm trying to remember why. Because yeah, adding one National League team and one American League team,
1: yeah, didn't no, make sense. It, it, didn't make sense. it was it, why they did it, though.
0: I, I, no, 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 I I got it right. It's to even up the numbers. Because you needed to have, before there was interleague play every single day, you needed to have an even amount of teams in each league. So what that did was it made it 16 in the National League and 14 in the American League. That's what it was. At that point, it was 14 and 14, right? There were 28 teams in Major League Baseball. It was 14 NL, 14 AL, right? So they're going to add Arizona. They're going to add Tampa to each league. It's going to go 15 and 15. At that point, they did not have interleague play every day. In fact, interleague play had just started one year earlier. So that was a foreign idea. So the only way to make it work was to have 16 in one league and 14 in the other. So to do that, they needed an American League team to move to the National League or vice versa. They chose to move the Brewers to the National League, and I think a part of it was they thought the Brewers and Cubs would be a pretty good rivalry. So that's why they did it. Why the Astros did it now... um, I think was to make it fifteen and fifteen. So all those years later, they're like, maybe we should do fifteen and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have interleague play every day. And you know what? It's funny. You know what? National league team I wanted to have moved to the American League. I had a preference. Who
1: was it? The Twins, the Royals, Royals. No,
0: no, no. A National League oh, team duh. moved to the American League.
1: Um, what division?
0: It was a National League West team, and I, I really believed it. I said, "This National is the league team West that, team? yeah, that should go to the American League." The Rockies. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Because my thought was (laughs) the ALS, the DH, they're known for their offense. Just stick the Rockies out there. (laughs) I swear. And the Rockies had been in a World Series at that point. So that was, you know, it's not like they had never been in a World Series. The Diamondbacks had been in a World Series. They had won one. So I was also thinking, well, why don't we just throw them back a team that has no tradition of getting to the World Series? That'll make it less awkward because we don't think of them as much as a National League team. The other thought was, throw them back the Brewers. That was my other thought. Just put the Brewers back in the
1: American League. What the hell are we doing? That made the most sense. Like, Why are we going through this uh, hoops for no reason?
0: <laughs> so between the Astros going to the AL, the Brewers going to the NL, teams playing each other every single day in interleague play, they have blurred the league lines enough where I almost expect that when they do expansion, they're just going to F the leagues up. But even if they do F the leagues up, The point of what we're talking about remains the same, which is how do we determine who makes the playoffs? The one thing we all agree on, this format we have now sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we all agree on. Coming up on a Rico in about a week, and and we'll accept your emails on this because I'm very curious how they're going to fall. The RicoB at gmail.com. We are going to put together an all-time New York Mets managerial rankings list. The Mets are obviously hiring a brand-new manager. They're going through a process to add to this list. So i am certainly got an opinion on the guys I saw, which start with Jeff Torberg, a little bit of Buddy Harrelson. I will consult my dad, even bring my dad on the podcast, to have his thoughts on some of the earlier Met managers like Casey Stangle and Wes Westrom and Yogi Berra and Joe Torrey and George Bamberger and Davey Johnson and Gail Hodges and everybody in between. I have my rankings of the more current Met managers. And we will put together an all-time Mets managerial ranking list. So your thoughts on who should be at the top, the B at gmail.com. We'll also get you ready for the offseason. We'll start to preview relief pitchers they can target in the trade and free agent market, starting pitchers they can target in the trade and free agent market. And I look forward to it once this offseason starts. We'll also put together some fake trades. I did put one out on Twitter earlier this week when I suggested Jeff McNeil for Shane Bieber. And here's the thing about fake trades. No matter what trade you put out there, one of the responses you're going to get constantly is, that's a terrible idea. Well, for who? Like, I'm not the GM of Cleveland. I'm not the GM of the Mets. I try to put together fair trades. I try to look at why would they make this deal? Why would they make that deal? But no matter what trade any of us come up with, it's always like, well, that won't happen. (laughs) It's impossible to know. We're just having fun. We're trying to do our best to think of which team would want that guy and that team would want that guy. So we got a lot of Ricos coming up as we jump into this postseason. Of course, you can email the pod anytime to be at gmail.com. So after we discussed all these ideas, Pete, do you have a winner? Is it your own idea or is it an idea you heard on this podcast today that you would select as the best idea for a new playoff format.
1: I mean, clearly I'm going to take my own. Um I do like Casey's idea I think it was that was cl- I think he was closest to something that I really appreciate, which if I even though I saw loopholes through it, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I like Casey's the best as well. I do. I like the idea, I like the idea of
0: adding even more uh I guess benefit to being the number 1 seed. But we do appreciate everyone who had suggestions. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them. It was was a very hot topic between Twitter and emails. There were plenty of them. And I tried to go through all of them, but I do appreciate everybody that reached out. Thank you very much for listening and downloading another edition of Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.